Hello, word nerds. How are you doing? I am seriously inquiring because I want to know. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, first I have to say, uh, this is this is very late news, but uh, it's it's right on time for me. Um, uh, thank you, thank you to my new patron, uh, Brian. Brian, Brian, thank you for becoming a patron of this uh, podcast. Um, you you are great, and if anybody else wants to uh, join the patron Patreon, you will get episodes extremely early. This episode that is uh, airing on March 29th is being recorded on February 18th, and will probably get up onto Patreon within the next week or so. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna get stuff real early if you uh, if you're so excited about hearing new episodes from the dictionary you should go join the Patreon. And there are some exclusives, and I really need to get more exclusives up there someday. Um, anyway, so Brian, thank you for becoming a patron. You are number two. Number two. I hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the words. Top of page 289. The first word is cow. So I actually had a sound effect in mind, but I think we need to go back to the... Uh, the good old standard moo that I did recently, because, you know, why not? So, cow, first form, noun from before the 12th century, 1a, the mature female of cattle. The genus name is boss, B-O-S. The boss, they are the bosses of the field. 1b, The mature female of various, usually large animals, as in elephant, whale, or moose. Yes, the female, the mature females of those animals and other animals are uh, called a cow. Maybe you didn't know that. Two, a domestic bovine animal regardless of sex or age. A domestic bovine animal. So uh, male, female, age, doesn't matter. Sometimes people just call them cows. All those different things. Um, Let's look at the etymology. Middle English, cow, with a U, a single U, instead of a double U. From Old English, coo, C-U, with a line over the U. Akin to the Old High German, kuo, with a K, which means cow. From the Latin bos, B-O-S, which means head of cattle. From the Greek uh, bos, B-O-U-S. Also from the Sanskrit go, just G-O, although I don't know how they actually pronounce it. So that must mean cow or head of cattle. There is a picture of a cow, if you didn't know what it looked like. But more specifically, there are 30 Eight things, 38 parts of the cow, um, and uh, I will quickly read them and, and say generally where they are. Most of these you will probably know. I'm not going to get terribly specific uh, because there's, like I said, 38 of them. And a lot of these are meat-related, which, of course, I'm not a big fan of. But, um, you know, if you want uh, more information on that side of things, you can go look it up yourself. All right, so number one is the hoof or hoof. You know, that's the uh, the bottom of the foot, the very, very bottom of the foot. Right above the hoof 
is number two, the pass turn. Basically looks like the ankle. Number three is the dew claw, D-E-W-C-L-A-W. Uh, that looks like the little part that sort of sticks out in the back. Uh, I guess it would be next to the ankle or what I would call the ankle, uh, you know, basically right next to the pass turn. It's just the thing that sticks out. It's the dew claw. What does it do? It's a claw? <laughs> uh, okay, four. Serious, four. Uh, it is the switch, and I believe that this is pointing to the end of the tail. That's what it looks like from this picture. Five is the hawk, and this looks, you know, if I were to put it in human terms, this would essentially be the knee, where like the upper leg meets the lower leg, but it's the knee, it sort of points backwards. That is the hawk. Number six is the rear udder. The udders are, of course, you know, underneath the uh, the belly, tail, butt region, but this is the rear udder, so it's the back of it, closest to the tail. Number seven is the flank, and this sort of looks like where the uh, the torso meets the upper leg. That's where it's pointing to. Number eight is the thigh. So this is the very high portion of the upper leg, pretty close to the tail. Not quite there, but it's getting close. Number nine is the tail. Number 10 is the pin bone. So this is the bone that sticks out. It's right, it's on the butt. It's next to the the butthole, basically, um, and it's uh, right next to the where the tail meets the rest of the body. That is the pin bone. Eleven is the tail head. So this is this is the top of the tail where it meets the rest of the body. Number twelve is the thural. Thural, T H U R L. I have a feeling it's well. So it's it's very close to the thigh. So I wonder if that's why they call it the thural. Um, so it is, um, it's it's the very top of the upper leg, but it's uh, it's really close to the back. It's closer towards the towards the head from the tail. Number thirteen is the hip. So that's uh, very close to the thural, but even closer to the head. Uh, it's you know it's the the back third from the tail. The fourteen is the barrel. This is even closer towards the head. It's almost almost the center of the back at the very top. That is the barrel. 15 is the ribs. That's right on the side of the body. Uh, number 16 is the crops. So this is a section right along the middle, a bit closer to the head from the, from the, uh, from the ribs. Um, it goes right along the whole center of the cow. 17 is the withers. And this is uh, right at the top of the back, kind of where like the shoulder blade would be, uh, closer to the head from the crops. So it goes hips or ribs, uh, ribs, crops, withers. But this is pointing right to the top of the back. 18 is the heart girth. Uh, oh, that, that I guess would be the center part. Um, 16, which is the, the crops, it's, it's uh, in that area. And then, yeah, the heart girth is the whole center section. 19 is the neck. It's just pointing to the neck behind the ears. Number 20 is the horn. I hope you know where the horns are. It's on the top of the head. There's usually two of them. 
21 is the pole, P-O-L-L. This looks like this is the top of the head right in between the horns. I honestly have never heard of most of these. 22 is the forehead, and this is just the front of the head in between the eyes or maybe a little bit above the eyes. It's basically where your forehead is. 23, bridge of nose. So this is the whole area that goes from the eyes down to the end of the nose, just like your bridge of your nose. 24 is your is the muzzle. It's not your muzzle. It's the cow's muzzle. Uh, it's, it's the mouth, the mouth region. Uh, 25 is the jaw. So that's, uh, you know, the bottom part of the mouth. 26 is the throat. It's in the same spot where your throat would be. Uh, It's further down from the jaw, down the neck a little bit. 27 is point of shoulder. So this is where the upper front leg meets the rest of the body. Uh, 20, but it's not at the top of the back. It's, It's down further on the torso. 28 is the dewlap, D-E-W-L-A-P, and this is uh, basically the front of the chest, uh, you know, they keep on going down the neck, it's the front of the chest, uh, kind of where, where the, uh, the legs meet the body, it's that part that sort of hangs down, uh, but it's the front part of it. 29 is the point of elbow, so this is also where the top front leg meets the rest of the body but it's on the back side uh 27 point of shoulder is on the front side of the front leg 29 point of elbow is on the back of the front leg uh 30 is the brisket uh this is you know that's i don't think it's i don't think that's the technical term for it it's probably the meat related term for it but this is right below the dewlap 28 it's the very bottom part of the front part of the chest, you know, next in between the legs, the front legs. 31 is the chest floor. So this is uh, right in between the front legs, maybe even a little bit further back towards the tail, bottom of the cow. 32 is the knee. So this would be the, uh, the middle part of the front legs, uh, we know where the top part and the bottom part meet. Uh, you know, if we go back to number five, which is the hock, uh, I said that's kind of like the knee, but it's for the back legs. Number 32, knee, is for the front legs. 33 is the milk well. And this is um, the bottom of, you know, middle bottom of the belly right there where like it dips down the most right in front of the udders towards the head. Uh, Number 34 is the milk vein. So this is basically that same area. 35 is the four udder. And four is F-O-R-E. So that would be like the front udder. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I think that would be the front udder. And then 36 is the teats, T-E-A-T-S. And that would be the parts that uh, stick down, the part that, you know, when you're milking a cow, that's, uh, or uh, uh, the baby, the calf, is drinking milk from the cow. Those are the parts that stick down. 37 is the rump. And, uh, okay, so this is a section, you know, I don't know, depending on how big the cow is, maybe it's a foot long. 
it's from the uh, the top of the tail to you know a little bit towards the head, maybe a foot or so. That's the whole that section there is the rump, and then the loin number thirty eight, the very last one, is the next section in front of the rump towards the head, also maybe a foot long or so. Who knows? That's the loin. That was the first form of cow. Moo. Now we have to go on to the second form of cow. Verb from 1581. Let's see. It is just transitive and there's just one definition. To destroy the resolve or courage of. Also, to bring to a state or an action by intimidation. And this is used with the word into, as in, like too many Asian armies, adept at cowing a population into feeding them. And that is a quote from Edward Lansdale. Like too many Asian armies, adept at cowing a population into feeding them. Uh, so bring to a state of action by it. So in basically the intimidating them into bringing them food. I have no idea what the context is, so I can't I can't say whether or not this is positive or negative, but it seems like it's kind of a negative statement. But maybe it's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then a synonym is the word intimidate. Cowardly, C-O-W-E-D-L-Y, cowardly, that is an adverb. So this is probably of Scandinavian origin, akin to the Danish word Q-K-U-E, and that means to subdue. I'm going to subdue you into doing what I want you to do, I guess. Moo! Next word is coward. Noun from the 13th century, one who shows disgraceful fear or timidity. That's being very timid. And uh, coward is also just an adjective. So this is from Anglo-French, couard, which is from q or co, which means tail. Um, also from the Latin cauda, which I would assume means tail, but it doesn't tell me. So yeah, I guess if you combine, you know, afraid or timid to tail, it's like you're uh, putting your tail between your legs. You know, if a dog is scared, they'll put their tail between their legs. So that's sort of how I'm, uh, I'm thinking of that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's coward. Moo! Next word is cowardice. Cowardice, some people say cowardice, because that's how it's spelled, cowardice. Noun from the 14th century, Lack of courage or resolution. I think, uh, I think to a degree, I'm a bit of a coward, uh, but I try to be, I try to be not terribly cowardly. Oh, that's our next word. Well, let's let's talk about cowardly. Moo, moo. So we have two forms. This is actually our last word. We basically had one, two, three, four, five words in this whole episode. So, the first form of cowardly adverb from the 14th century, in a cowardly manner. 
In you get a cowardly in a cowardly manner is cowardly. Moo. Moo. Second form of cowardly adjective from 1551 being resembling or befitting a coward. Oh that that fits that coward so well. As in a cowardly retreat. That would be retreating away in a cowardly fashion. Not a not a, a retreat in Hawaii that is cowardly. And we have synonym information for this form of cowardly. And there is a fun word here. Okay, cowardly, pusillanimous, pusillanimous, craven, and dastardly mean having or showing a lack of courage. Cowardly implies a weak or ignoble lack of courage, as in a cowardly failure to stand up for for principle. Pusillanimous, I hope that's how you say it. Uh, by the way, it is spelled P-U-S-I-L-L-A-N-I-M-O-U-S. I am guessing it is pronounced pusillanimous. How else would you say it? Pusillanimous? Nah. Anyway, that word suggests a contemptible lack of courage, as in the pusillanimous fear of a future full of possibility. Lack of courage. I'm trying to put this in my brain. Um, isn't that what the other one was? Lack of. They're all lack of courage. Um, so a lack of courage. The pusillanimous fear of a future full of possibility. Well, I guess you. I guess people are afraid of a future that's full of possibility. Craven suggests extreme defeatism and complete lack of resistance, as in secretly despised her own craven yes-men. Dastardly often implies behavior that is both cowardly and treacherous or skulking or outrageous, as in a dastardly attack on unarmed civilians. That is a not nice thing to do. All right, let's quickly reread this very small handful of words. Cow, cow, coward, cowardice, cowardly, and cowardly. Well, I think I'm going to pick cow as the word of the episode. Uh, A lot of people may not think of this all the time. Um, I'm sure I have said this and probably will say it again. Um, But uh, cows have to have a baby to make milk you know that's that's how that happens uh how deep do we want to get into this if you uh if if there's dairy of any kind that becomes that's because it has come from a cow that has had a baby and then makes milk and most often especially if it's in a factory farm situation that baby is taken away from them and the farmers take their milk away and it's not usually a great situation for that cow. They have to be pregnant to make milk. That is just a fact. They have not made any cows that make milk all the time without having a baby. I could go way further into this. I'm not going to. Maybe in the future we will. But anyway, I just feel like this is something that not a lot of people know of or think about, so I have to say it. I feel like it is my duty to say it. 
uh, cows. Are there songs about cows? Maybe I should just make up a song about a cow because that's what I do when I remember to sing a song. Cow, 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 cow. You are so great and nice and sweet. Cows, cows are great. They're just chilling, eating, hanging out. All right, that is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much. Again, thank you to Brian for becoming a new patron. If you want to do it, the information is on the show notes. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to How Did This Not Get Made? This is the podcast all about the movies you never saw, the scripts that were never filmed, and the ideas that never even made it to the page. My name is David Spencer. And my name is Daniel Kaka. Join us for season three where we uncover the multiple unmade Iron Man movies, the original bloody plot of The Mask, an unproduced episode of Doctor Who that turned into The Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy. We revisit Red Dwarf, Discover how the Star Wars sequel trilogy should have ended, and this season we're even including a video game in our lineup.